Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. Today we are studying in the book of Acts, chapter 21. Here's Pastor Ryan. The only thing that can unite people is Jesus Christ. Because the world can pretend to have unity, but it isn't a true unity. Because inside their hearts are not regenerated, and they're sinners in need of repentance. And then God, he tests the hearts. He checks the inner thoughts of man and women. And he says, oh, if you even have hatred for your brother, you can be in danger of murder. What? He goes in. Society cannot go in. They just say, we are the world. Unite. Be nice. And everyone says, yeah, sure, we're nice. No, nobody's nice. Only God is nice. And only he can help us love the right way. Not just in, not just in speech. Not just in speech, but in heart. You see, Christians look in their hearts and they say, Lord, I, I lack love. Help me to love my, my fellow man. The world doesn't do that. The world does not ask God for that kind of help. The world says, I can do it, I can do it. Yeah, right, look at the world, it's burning. At this point in time, Paul has already written the letters to the Galatian church. First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Corinthians, the book of Romans. These have already been written. These are the books in your New Testament, these letters. He's already written so much doctrine to the church at this point in time. And so we begin in verse 1. It says, Now it came to pass that when we had departed from them and set sail, running a straight course, we came to Kos the following day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. Now, mind you, they're in Maltus, which is 30 miles south of Ephesus, and they're going down these coastal towns, which each one takes a day. But it's interesting that it says here, that when we had departed from them, speaking of the Ephesian elders that we talked about last week, Paul was saying goodbye to the Ephesian elders. He had spent three years with the Ephesians. He had given his, his life to them. He had, he had given his time, his energy. He preached to them. He taught them. They built such close relationships that they literally like fell on his neck and were kissing him. And, the, and in the King James Version, it says... It has a better uh, translation. It says, when we were gotten from them, when we were gotten from them, I know the English doesn't sound right, but that's old school, that's legit. And it speaks of it was hard for both of them to leave each other there at Maltus. It was super hard for the Ephesian elders to let Paul go because they knew that they would not see his face anymore. You really have to be a believer in Christ to understand the depth of gratitude that you can have for those who have helped you in your spiritual walk. Amen. If you love God, you are going to love those who have poured into you. Amen. And that's why it was so hard for them to say goodbye, as the saying goes. When we were gotten from them, it means like it was hard to, to separate and say goodbye. I think about our early days and the guys and the sisters who are no longer with us. I think of people like uh, John Miles. 
of Uncle Fred, of Brian Harms. These are guys who were with us in the early days. When it wasn't like chic to go to Hammerling Elementary School and it wasn't like, oh, this is a church. Where's the church? Yeah, we have to rent a place because like we don't have, yeah, we don't have a building. Very humble beginnings. But those guys were there and they, they sweat with us in the work. They, they were there when nobody was there. They encouraged us with their words. And these were guys from, from crazy backgrounds, just like the guys in the Bible. I mean, John Miles was from a cult. He was, he was out of the Jim Jones cult from the 70s in Frisco. His aunt had died in Guyana as part of the whole suicide thing. And I remember meeting him. I said, bro, you went from Jim Jones to Ryan Hussein? But he was such a soldier for Christ. He woke up at four in the morning every day to pray. Brian Harms, he was such a servant. He would do anything. He, he would war, wear himself down for the Lord. And then Uncle Fred, he was a Vietnam vet who, you know, no doubt had a PTSD. Was uh, the sweetest childlike brother. He was so encouraging. He left me a message. He said, Pastor Ryan, I'm just praying for you and Clarissa that one day you'd be on the radio and one day that she would have an album. And at the time I thought, seriously, I thought, aw, sweet Uncle Fred. He means well, but he just doesn't know that you just can't get on the radio. The guys on K-Wave have been on there for 20 years. It's just not going to happen. Clarissa gets an is her album's gonna is being produced right now. We're going to Tennessee in July. They signed her. We didn't look for them. And then the same with the radio station. They came and hooked us up. Praise the Lord. So like Paul, it being hard. For them to say goodbye, I understand it. It's bittersweet. Even though we're going to see them again, it's terribly sad. Terribly sad. And so that's how it was. There are more memories to be made, you know. You can, I can, be a part of being super close to one another. Doing the work together. And you're closest to those that you do the work with. That, that, that's why we always encourage people, do something as far as serving the Lord. Do something. You know, show up early, pick up trash, you know. Water the dead spots or something, you know. Shoe off dogs who want to use our, our grass as a restroom. You know, help with the kids. Do, you know, they're anything. You know, we need a prayer group before church. Hello. But that's how close it gets these bonds even closer than family bonds at times and you have to know the lord to understand that our relationship is deep because it's spiritual it's deep because jesus puts it together and i was from a gang and it wasn't deep the way it is now in the lord and so after that, they went from, from Maltus to Kos, Kos to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. Those were day trips, and they would 
stop all the time because they were day day long journeys and finding a ship in verse 2 sailing over to Phoenicia we went aboard and set sail and so they found a larger boat a ship that was not going to go stopping every day but it's going to take them all the way down to Phoenicia which is uh, modern day Lebanon verse 3 when we had sighted Cyprus we passed it on the left sailed to Syria and landed in Tyre for there the ship was to unload her cargo and finding disciples we stayed there seven days they landed in Tyre and the ship was so big that it would take a week to unload that ship and finding some disciples there in Tyre they stood there for a week what's interesting is that Luke the writer of the book of Acts mentions that they passed the island of Cyprus they didn't stop there but they only saw it passing on the left side of the ship they they were able to look at it and oh well there's Cyprus and, and Cyprus was the place where Paul originally had gone on his first missionary journey remember that book of Acts remember that in the earlier chapters he went there with Barnabas remember and Barnabas was from the island of Cyprus one day I hope we get to visit Cyprus. I would love to go to Cyprus off the coast there of uh, Lebanon. But anyhow, you can just imagine the memories that Paul had of Cyprus. When he was there, he preached to the proconsul, the Roman governor of Cyprus. He preached to him and we're told in the book of Acts that that proconsul came to faith in Jesus Christ. And can you imagine passing that island thinking, man... I wonder how the churches are doing on that island. I mean, when he preached, the Roman governor believed. So, just a thought. I'm sure he thought of it. What else do you do on a boat when you're looking at an island, right? But to think. And again, memories can be made today in your life. We are still alive. There are opportunities to serve the Lord everywhere. In fact, our short-term mission trips are just that they're opportunities to take a step of faith to go into a third world country where you will be just as safe as you are right here because when you serve the lord he will preserve you just as well there as he does here many a times i look to paul's example when i've traveled in the past so i hate flying i mean i don't mind flying hey let's go fly let's go somewhere but when it's turbulence, man, I'm, I'm like you, I think, I'm not, the, I'm not the guy to say, oh, everything's in, I'm in God's hands, I'm fine. No, I'm the guy who's questioning, oh my gosh, Lord, why did I, am I testing you? Why did I come on this plane? But I think of Paul on that ship all over the Mediterranean. He was shipwrecked a couple times bitten by poisonous snakes look at our life we have a clear head of, about ourselves our lives are in the Lord's hands we can travel without worry if God's in it don't worry about it but anyhow when we went back to Mexico it had been eight years since I was there and I was thinking back at all that God had done in the previous visits years ago I literally hooked up with Clarissa on that mission trip we realized like we were meant for each other so, I, I mean, I can't go over there without thinking about that. You know what I mean? And, and there are memories that God wants us to make while we're still here. Because there ain't no visiting Cyprus when we're in heaven. And there is no going to Maniadero when we're in heaven. 
We have an opportunity still to make memories for the Lord, like Paul. And then there's Tyre. Is that Phoenician city where the Lord had indeed visited it, but did not preach there. It's not recorded that Jesus preached there, but Tyre, where Paul and his companions landed, Jesus had been there. Isn't that fascinating? You know, we often forget that Jesus was in Lebanon. Crazy. I was watching some cooking travel show, and the the guy was in Lebanon. There's a whole area where they say, yeah, this is where the Lord was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he was up there. So he was up there. And you know the story, Matthew 15 and Mark 7, where it records there was a a, a woman, a Canaanite woman, whose daughter was demon-possessed. She was Greek, Matthew tells us. She was uh, of Tyre, guys, and she knew that Jesus was there. And we're told that Jesus tried to keep it on the down low and just went into a house and was hanging out. And she came screaming, Jesus, son of David, help me. My daughter is demon-possessed. And the disciples tried to shoo her away. And Jesus said to, to her, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she responded to him, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Or he said to her, And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master, their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. That was a lesson to the disciples that a Sidonian woman, a a woman from Tyre, a Greek, a non-Jewish woman, blew the Lord's mind with her great faith. Just, even your crumbs can help me. God, Jesus is, is the son of man. Even his crumbs can help you. Which basically encourages us. Tyre should be a town. Whenever you read it in the Bible or hear of this town Tyre, it should inspire faith to believe that Jesus can help your condition. That's what Tyre should always do for us. Also, in Matthew 11, when Jesus was rebuking the towns in Galilee, around the Sea of Galilee, he rebuked Capernaum. Think about it. It was his headquarters. He was all around the Sea of Galilee. And yet he rebuked them because they weren't repenting. They were following him just for the bread, just for the cheese, if you will. They were following him for for physical reasons, not spiritual reasons. Remember that? But he would say to them in Matthew 11, verse 21 and 22, Woe to you, Chorosin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre, and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes, but I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. That's this town. Paul shows up, and this is a town, the Lord was here, and a woman had faith. The Lord was here, and he rebuked his own cities, basically. He rebuked them for their lack of belief. And he said, if the people in Tyre saw them, had the miracles that I did here in front of you, they would have repented. And, and he did so many miracles in Capernaum. He did so many miracles. You read about them in the Gospels. And a lot of people said, no, no thanks. Can you believe that? 
Tyre is where they landed. It should inspire some faith in us. And it says here, verse 4, And finding disciples, we stayed there seven days, and they told Paul through the Spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. Finding disciples there. We are blessed at whoever God brings to our church. We pray that God brings people who have never heard the gospel, never know nothing about the Bible. I'm blessed because I was in that same boat 20 years ago. I'm blessed when people come in not knowing nothing. And then you can teach them and then they're just blessed by the Lord. There's others that were, had made commitments but fell away. I'm glad that they come to our church and rededicate their life. I'm, I'm blessed that, that they're there. But there's also another group, and that group is disciples. Those that are loving God, aren't compromising, like-minded, ready to do the service of the Lord. That's a special group as well, disciples. And I pray that God brings that group, more, more people who have walked with the Lord faithfully and they just show up, it's a new season, they're here with us, and they're disciples of the Lord. And I love that because we want to be like-minded. We want to be of one accord. There are plenty of people that are our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world, but we're not necessarily like-minded like they are. We want to be like-minded. At our church, we want to honor the word of God, so help us, God. Not just in the church, but in our families. We want to not play games. We want to call a spade a spade, right? Cows moo, cats meow, dogs bark. Christians go to church. Christians pray. Christians fellowship. Not None of this in and out stuff. Christians fellowship. Who are you? How are you? We're glad you've come. Nah, I love God. I just don't like people. No, that's an oxymoron. That's an oxymoron. And God would say, too bad, too sad. He's either king or we're king. And he says, love. But they said, because the Spirit was working in their life. The Holy Spirit was speaking. It says that these guys, they told them, they told Paul through the Spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. Now, some believe that that Paul may have been out of order and, and shouldn't have gone to Jerusalem because he's being warned by people, don't go, don't go. I don't think so because later on in Acts 23, in Jerusalem, when he's there, he encourages them. In Acts 23, 11, he says, he says that the Lord stood by him for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. So it, it was God's plan that he go to Jerusalem. It was God's plan, trip on this, that he suffer. And to some extent, every believer is called to suffer for Christ. Can I get an amen? Those TV guys aren't going to tell you that. They're going to say, God wants your life to be super blessed and happy. Send us money. And then next week, same verse, second verse, same as the first. No, no, no. My Savior died for me. And then he says, okay, Ryan, you die to yourself. Right. Yeah, 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 but I want to party and I want to do drugs and I want to, you know, uh-uh. That's over. Amen. It's over. He came to give us a new life. We're done with the old life. And when I come to Christ, when you come to Christ, it's not our will anymore. It's his will. What would you want me, what do you want me to do, man? You forgive me of all that, all that I've done? I'll do anything. That's Christianity. So the suffering is first denying yourself. That means getting new friends. What? Listen, I'm always open 
to witness to any sinner. But when I first came to the Lord, you think I can still hang out with my homies who are getting high all the time? And trying to hook up all the time? and trying Nah. Nah, all of a sudden I went from like a ton of friends to like no friends. But I'm saved. And if we love our old friends, we can witness to, to them later when we're stronger and we're, just, we're strong in the Lord. We go back, hey man, come to church, you know. But it's all about change. So, to some extent, every Christian, you just accept it. He suffered, why shouldn't we suffer? They hated him, why should we expect people to love us? We live in a world where everyone just wants to be loved and everyone wants to be adored, actually, and worshipped. Do you see? You see, like, the TV and what's going on in the world? Everyone wants to be somebody. Look at Instagram. Out of the Instagram, the heart speaks. You want to know somebody? Look at their Instagram. Look at all the photos of themselves. Unbelievable. The Lord made himself of no reputation. He made himself of no reputation. John said, he must increase and I must decrease. But the Holy Spirit, I believe, was revealing it to the Christians there entire, but it was them saying, we, don't go. The Holy Spirit revealed to them what's going to happen to Paul, but it, I believe it was them saying, don't go. Don't go. They had good hearts. They had good hearts, right? Who wants their friend to suffer? Who wants their friends to be arrested? And it's interesting how we have to be sensitive to the leading of God's Spirit because there are some people in the world that are called to suffer those kinds of trials. There are Christians around the world who can get their heads chopped off by coming out as a Christian. In the Middle East, can you imagine? Some good-hearted people have shared with me, like, you know, tone it down, take it easy, a little too political. Uh, you know, I don't think that they said it in, in a bad sense. I just think that God leads me to say things that, are, that I feel he's leading me to say that a lot of people might find uncomfortable for them because it challenges us to stand for what's right, biblically. And perhaps people will leave, and that's fine. I did not come so that we can have a packed-out church. I came to preach the truth of Jesus Christ. The reason why I get political is because I've been around long enough to, to hear Christians complain about how bad things are out there. And oh, they're teaching the kids this, and they're abortion that, and, and LBGT this, and the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And yeah, that's why I'm political, so that I can tell people, yeah, vote against these things. Because if you don't, then you can't complain. You know what I mean? You can't complain. When Paul was converted, he was promised that he would suffer. You guys remember? I was sharing about that earlier. So he was blind for three days. And they led him to Damascus, to a man's house named Ananias. And the Lord told Ananias, lay hands on Paul that he might receive his sight. And he says, no, no, Lord, I heard about this guy. He's persecuting the church. And God responded in, nine, in Acts 9, verse 15 through 16. Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Are you still willing? Are we willing to suffer for his name's sake? I have family that haven't, haven't spoken to me in probably 15 years. Because they won't respect my wife. And it boils down to Jesus Christ. There, you have to stand for what God tells you to stand for. 
even if you may lose temporarily. Because what's best for our families, what's best for the people around us is that we stand for what is right. That's what I mean about like-mindedness. Not everybody's willing to do that. And that's why Jesus said, if you love mother or father or son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy to enter the kingdom of, of heaven. Who are my mother and my brothers? Those who hear the word of God and do it. That's what Jesus said. When Mary and his brothers were trying to come in, they want to come in, but it's too packed. They can't come in. They're outside. He said to them, who are my mother and my brothers? Those who hear the word of God and do it. As a husband, who, who's my family? Those who honor my wife. Because I, I, I did that when I got married. Solemnly swear, solemnly swear that I would love her till death do us part. I didn't do that with my family member. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and just hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chapin, above.